0: Hello, this is Patrick Paul. How are you on this fine day? Welcome to On the Fly, a podcast about whatever comes to mind, really. In this episode, Five Years Later, Part Two. In last week's episode, we explored the reality of wilderness camping. This week, allow me to share a story that spread like wildfire. During our 2022 Sierra adventure. First, as an intrepid explorer, you must come to terms with today's world, which you have no control over, that mandates your experience, like it or not. You must be flexible and able to adapt to rapidly changing situations, from freeway traffic patterns to accidents, road construction, and frankly, Drivers who cannot back a truck with a grotesque, overly-sized motorhome attached. So, my friends, a positive frame of mind is essential as you begin your wilderness adventure. For Brendan and I, it began that first day. Of course, it was Labor Day weekend, and we did not have a reservation for our first night in a public campground, at around 9,000 feet. As a last-ditch option, we were considering sleeping parked alongside the road in the back of the truck. You see, we live at sea level in Vista and Encinitas, and starting at the trailhead at such a high elevation is rather painful. Headaches, nausea, and an inability to breathe. Don't worry. Let's see what comes up. In Little Lakes Valley, there are public campgrounds that are first-come, 1st serve. Our goal is to arrive early afternoon. The drive is estimated at nearly six hours. You know what this means. We must be on the road by 6.30 a.m. at the latest. Thankfully, the drive was without incident. We arrived at the first campground around 1 p.m., There are two public campgrounds. Let's start with the East Fork campground. Its elevation is about 8,900 feet. As we pulled into that campground, we considered viable sites. Looks pretty crowded. Lots of motorhomes. Let's try the one up the road. We were only a few yards in when this guy... Driving a ram-tough monster truck with extended mirrors and an oversized camper tried to back into his chosen VW van size, site number two, just beyond the entrance gate. If you've ever tried maneuvering a trailer into a space too small at an odd angle, you can imagine what happened next. He missed his parking spot and backed the camper off the road. His double-wide axles straddled a wooden fence constructed from railroad ties. He was stuck, blocking the only entrance-exit to the campground. Within minutes, the camp host pulled up in a converted golf cart. You guys looking for a campsite? Here's the list of available sites left. Take a photo of this list and let me know if you have any questions. Well, that did it. We had turned our truck around, first in line to leave, going to check out the next campsite. Not today. At least for another hour, possibly two. This guy is going to be stuck for a while. Let's camp here. We picked a secluded site near the river, close to the entrance, and we pitched our tents. The ranger called in the maintenance crew to take out the fence. That dude with his oversized rig blocked the entrance for over two hours. Lines of cars backed up in both directions for a quarter of a mile. (laughs) We had to laugh. This was our first afternoon fiasco oh brother what could possibly be next the good news was that our first night was a glorious one once we settled in we fished rock creek and caught our evening dinner fresh trout as bedtime approached made our way to the clean beautiful restroom with flush toilets running water and a portable space heater all for $15.50 a night with the senior discount. What more could you ask? Serendipity, one man's dilemma, turned into our good fortune that first night. The adventure continues. Join me next week for part three. I'm Patrick Ball. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.